0: I felt super good. Like I felt like I was more energized. Maybe it was like placebo or something, but I felt super energized. I felt like my recovery was a lot better, like in between, uh, like our tough track workouts. Like I was ready to go the next day a lot easier. Um, and I was like, Hmm, like maybe there's something here. And and maybe it was just simply paying more attention to my nutrition in the first place. Um, regardless of what, you know, that eating pattern looked like.
1: All right, that was Vic Johnson. In today's episode, we cover nutrition. I think we've been talking a lot about ultra endurance stories and how we train for you know, big efforts and so forth. So I think today, uh, Vic and I touched on a lot of good, uh, nutrition hints and tricks, um, to get you through big, big efforts or if you're training and we talked a lot about the plant-based diet. Um, he has been plant-based for over 16 years. Um, so, you know, we really just talked about the benefits of, you know, moving more towards a plant-based diet and uh, and the benefits that you can feel by doing so um and anyway, getting into it before um we get into the conversation with Vic uh recently uh this weekend, I just did Papago go six hour um which was a hell of a race, but like you guys know, um, I teamed up with v r seven um with Aaron Osborne and Jody. And we uh, raised money to get bikes to the children's clinic in Tucson um, with kids with autism. So we raised over $2,700, and we did a bunch of laps. Um, Aaron and I took first place in that one. I did 13 laps, and it was about 88 miles. Um, Vince was in second place and we decided that we were going to call it at 12 laps and uh well third place comes in so i i, I finish my my i guess last lap sit down take my helmet off drink a coca-cola um and now if third place ends up going another lap we need to go so we're chilling and third place comes through and just doesn't even look at us and goes so i throw my helmet on throw my gloves on and the last lap was like a full sprint you know to catch third and Vince and um ended up getting it but god it was a it was a very eventful last lap that's for sure um didn't want to go that hard especially 80 miles into a 6 hour effort but you got to do what you got to do um and anyway going forward um yeah i'm glad we're touching on uh nutrition with Vic uh he has been doing this for a long time and he works with a bunch of uh, really high caliber athletes. Um, He really, really uh, focuses on mountain sports as well, which is really cool. Um, But yeah, so um, let's get into it. This is Vic um, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Guys, please always let me know what I can do better direct message me if you're liking the episodes i really like hearing your guys's feedback it keeps me motivated and inspired to keep pushing through um and pushing episodes out for you guys so all right guys let's get let's get to it Uh, Vic today on the Stoke podcast. Um, Vic is a endurance athlete and a nutritionist um, following
0: mostly a plant-based kind of regimen, right? Yeah, correct. Cool. And new dad. Yeah, as of like two and a half months ago. It's crazy. Yeah, congratulations. How's it been so far? Uh, Sleepless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's been amazing though. It's, I mean, we love our little guy and it's definitely a new adjustment. There's nothing that can really prepare you for it. Um, but but yeah, challenging and good. And it's awesome that, you know, my my wife Marilyn is such a good partner to have in this new adventure. So it's been good. Good. Yeah, and
1: it completely changes yeah. um your whole dynamic of how you thought routine was, and you're just not in a routine yet. I just had um my fiance and I, we just had uh, a baby girl in August, so she's oh no
0: way, yeah, that's almost
1: awesome. six months old. So dude, I know where you're at right now, and like <laughs> it's, it, you know, and, it, and the changes are just so cool for from right right now at two months, and then you'll see them at like four Crazy. months, and then you yeah. start looking at you with like understanding oh that's dad it's the coolest thing in the world so. oh yeah
0: no and he's he's to the point where he's like smiling and giggling all the time right now and it's it's so cool but it's it's so true what you said about the routine thing like I am someone who likes kind of have like following like a pretty set schedule and like knowing when I'm gonna be able to get my workout in and and that sort of thing and it's like all of that is just out the window like you're kind of just at the mercy of this little this little beast who like rules your life it's good good (laughs) word for this like little beast i mean because when they
1: go off they go off and it doesn't matter how happy you are you know it like puts you in this like oh shit we gotta we gotta figure this out how do we
0: stop it is she hungry
1: is she she poop you know
0: yes And, and like being a problem solver doesn't really help either it almost makes it like more stressful because there's not necessarily just like a set answer for everything. It's not like, oh, I can just like apply this problem-solving skill to this thing and like it'll just fix it. Like there's like it's always changing and th- so there's no I don't know. There there's no way to like know what's going to happen next so you can't plan for it. It's Yeah. It's no. And Kenzie <laughs> and I we we both have like she's training,
1: I'm training and I'm like a stay at home dad. Cause I own a coffee trailer. So I go off on the weekends. So that's kind of when I have to leave, but during yeah. the week, it's like, I'm on mom's schedule. It's like, okay, mom, oh, yeah. like when, when do I, you know, when can I go ride? Uh, she's like, all right, two more hours. I got a meeting and then I got to feed her, and then we
0: should be good. I'm like, all right, cool. A hundred percent. That's exactly, we both work from home too. And it's like, if I could feed him, I would, but like, we're trying to press feed as much as we can. And so that's Marilyn and so it's just like trying to balance our our two schedules and figure that all out. yeah, so.
1: and as a dad, too, it makes you kind of feel useless in a way of like <laughs> the only thing you know, like I love my new daughter. She's like the best thing in the whole world, but I also want to make sure Kenzie's good. And I'm sure you're in the same spot, it's yeah like you're you're a slave to mom. Like Mom says, yeah. "Go get some." like you drop whatever you're doing. You gotta do make sure she's good. Yeah. so <laughs> congratulations though, by the way. That's awesome. Thanks. You too. That's, yeah, that's thanks. Incredible. And
0: um, so are you in Flagstaff right now? So we actually moved from Flagstaff um, probably, let's see, it was in like July. So Wait. I don't know how many months ago that was. But yeah, last July, we moved back to Utah. We're both from Utah. Okay. Um, and we kind of got a good deal on a on an old house here. Um, and so we bought the house and and moved back. So we'll be here for at least the next few years. Cool. Uh, yeah. So where are you guys at? Cottonwood. Okay, sweet. Yeah. That's So cool. just,
1: yeah, man, it's right near Sedona. Um, we yeah. were in Flagstaff for six years. Right, we man. were in Kachina Village and um, wow. Kenzie was completely pregnant. Uh, we had no insulation, no heat. That probably was, felt isolating. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> and we would wake up, it's like 34 degrees, you know, and we were like, we can't raise a baby in this house like we have to figure something out and yeah i was like what about cottonwood i don't know why like you're just like why not you you know it's not sedona but it's like close enough the trails
0: are wonderful way more affordable than than sedona but you're still super close yeah i rode my bike there today you know it's like it's really
1: 89a and you can uh,
0: ride your bike see where i'm at like riding my bike right now is awful it's freezing it was like four degrees this morning so yeah (laughs) <laughs> and that's, that's like the biggest reason we also moved is just for the climate purposes is like, you know, it, it
1: still has a winter feel to it right now. I mean, it's four, 50 degrees, <laughs> cloudy, you know, it, the, the wind's a little chilly. Yeah. It's rainy. I don't know if you can call that winter, but
0: <laughs> I know, I know, but
1: we get to go ride though. And you, you got to bundle up a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. At least I You're can get the out. Tights.
0: You're wearing the tights still. Yeah. wearing
1: are in the tights in a vest, you know, it, that is <laughs> as winter as you get here in Cottonwood. <laughs> Um, okay. but Hey, uh, I'm super stoked to have you on the podcast today. Cause, um, throughout my interviewing or throughout these conversations I've had, I've been interviewing a lot of ultra cyclists, mm, um, cool. and their stories are phenomenal. And with the podcast, I kind of want to expand it to not just cycling i want to get into the ultra running cuz you know kenzie my partner is an ultra runner and that's like oh man it's so intriguing to see her go through these training methods yeah. and i want to talk to other people but also um talking about nutrition because i think that is one of the most important things if you are someone deciding to move forward in an endurance sport or weightlifting or anything i think the first thing you need to look at is diet or is nutrition i I don't really want to say diet. Cause I think we should kind of stay away from that, but almost getting your nutrition dialed and then moving from there.
0: So, um, so you're why, why plant-based? Um, so for quite a few reasons, I, uh, I started eating more of a plant-based plant-centered vegan, whatever you want to call it, um, diet when I was like, 16 I think so it's it's been like I'm 31 so doing the math and that carry the one let's see like 15 16 years something like that um so since high school and I kind of started I was running cross country and track in high school I was also on the basketball team uh mostly just rode the pine but um I was I was really looking for anything that was beneficial to my performance kind of trying to get faster in any way that I could. And my mom had been vegetarian, vegan for like 20 years or something. And she was like, Hey man, like just try this for like a week and see if you feel better. Just try even just paying attention to your nutrition for a week and like see if that does anything. Cause at home we would eat really healthy. Cause that's like, my mom was cooking for us. But when I was out with, with my friends, like I would eat whatever, you know, um, And so I got one of my buddies to try it with me for like a week and I felt super good. Like I felt like I was more energized. Maybe it was like placebo or something, but I felt super energized. I felt like my recovery was a lot better, like in between uh, like our tough track workouts, like I was ready to go the next day a lot easier. Um, And I was like, Hmm, like maybe there's something here and, and maybe it was just simply, paying more attention to my nutrition in the first place, um, regardless of what you know that eating pattern looked like. But uh people would ask me like all sorts of questions like, well, where do you get your protein and what about calcium and vitamin D and like all these things. And I, I had no clue. Like I I had no idea how to answer their questions. And I felt kind of dumb, like I'm doing this thing that's like kind of out there, like I'm only, I'm the only vegan I know in, in my whole high school and I have no idea really why I'm doing it. And so I started kind of looking into the research and, and, you know, reading research articles at a pretty young age. Um, and that's where I started noticing like more of the, more of the reasons behind more of a plant-centered diet. And one of those big ones too was, uh, basically preventing chronic illness. And that kind of, I was probably a little young to start thinking about this, but I was like, I don't want diabetes when I'm older, or I don't want heart disease when I'm older. Like I want to be able to keep being active and like doing sports and stuff for a long time. And there's a pretty good amount of research behind, like in general, eating more plants and in general eating fewer animal products. Um, and so from that point on, I was like, sweet, like, this is, I feel good doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. And so, yeah, now it's like 15 years later. And my reasoning has has changed slightly, maybe uh, a little more so for environmental or ethical reasons as well now. Um, but yeah, so I would say the biggest reasons there are probably uh, athletic performance. I feel like there is something there with that. And there is some research showing that too. Um, longevity and preventing chronic illness. That there's definitely a lot, a lot of research there. Uh, environmental reasons, um, and then ethics as well. So I would say those are probably my my main reasons behind it.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I uh I went plant based in 2016, um, oh, nice. and it was a full ethical environmental reasons. You know, like yeah, um, and. Yeah, today I went. I'm the type of person to just like go all in, you know. It's it's not just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna cut out beef, and I was like, oh no, I was just like, nope, cut it. Cheese, dairy. I mean, everything. All and anything that touched an animal, I was like, nope. Um, And about a year ago, when Kenzie was starting to get, when she was pregnant, um, she wanted to start eating dairy and stuff like that, and so I was like, oh well, if it's in the house, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. How bad can it be? You know. So, um. But it's interesting. Yeah. And and like, yeah. I've done. I'm, I'm not obviously a nutritionist, but I've done some research as well. And mostly just how you feel. And I can attest, yeah. it does make you feel recovered and and good. You know. Obviously, don't drink four beers. You're you're <laughs> not, not going to feel good, even if you're on a plant based diet. I you know, might be
0: vegan, but yeah, yeah I can attest.
1: I'm being vegan, <laughs> and you have four beers, and it's like, ooh, I woke up. Yeah. Definitely not recovered. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um and uh and also the big reasons, you know, I think uh listeners would like to know is like also environmental reasons too, is it's not just the animal, you know, it's also uh has to go into we're taking Acres and acres and miles and miles of land, and we're turning it into feed zones, which are taking this green plot of land that now is brown and what it's doing to just the climate in general. There's a lot to it. Um, and we could probably go on a tangent for hours (laughs) about this. Um, but I kind of want to focus on, you know, if someone is kind of debating a plant-based diet, you know, what are the first steps that they can take?
0: Yeah. Um, so I would say that there's kind of two types of people. There's people like yourself who are like, I'm just going for this. And, and they like kind of go cold Turkey and that might work for them. Right. That's, that's a a way that works for certain types of people. I would say the majority of people though, um, kind of easing into it can, can be a little bit easier, especially if you are an athlete, who's got a pretty heavy training load, uh, going full turkey can actually be damaging in some ways um, because you're going from this very uh, calorie-dense diet, lots of meat, dairy, eggs, maybe more processed foods, things like that that are providing all these calories, and your body needs calories, especially if you're training a lot, and then you're going to this very nutrient-dense diet, that might have more micronutrients, more vitamins and minerals with all of these fruits, veggies, legumes, nuts, and seeds, things like that, but isn't as calorie dense. And so all of a sudden, and people aren't used to eating the amount that you need to eat on a plant-based diet. And so they go to a plant-based diet and they're eating the same amounts, but it's these lower calorie foods. And all of a sudden they're like, whoa, like I feel drained all the time. I'm not getting through my speed workouts or I'm not like, I'm not putting on muscle like I was before. And it's like, it must be this plant-based diet, like going to throw in the towel. And it was the plant-based diet, but it was because they were doing the plant-based diet wrong. Right. Totally. And and they just weren't eating enough calories to sustain. So that's, I, I would say kind of easing into it can be an, a better way to go about it. And, and how I would do that is say, start by adding things, right? So even if that's just simply adding in more fruits and veggies to what you're already eating and slowly that will start to kind of push out maybe some of these more animal-based foods or or processed foods, if, if that's your goal. Um, So even adding something like a, I'm going to do a smoothie after my recovery rides or runs or whatever, or after, after my runs, um, as part of my recovery and add some greens and berries and bananas and soy milk and whatever you want in there. And that'll be adding in a bunch of new good stuff on top of what you're already doing. And that's just one more tool that you have in your toolkit that like you can whip out when you, you know, are, are in that plant-based eating mode. Um, And then slowly just start to push some of those things out and you using some of the replacements can be really helpful at first, you know, by no means is like a beyond meat beyond burger or something like that. Is that a health food? It's not a health food. It still has a decent amount of saturated fat. Sure. There might be some good protein in there, but, um, that, that can be a good stepping stone, kind of maybe a stepping stone to a black bean burger right that's like not so it's not so different than a normal burger um so making little swaps like that can be really helpful at first as well
1: totally and I think um some issues that might you know some people could have is it's too bland right there's no way I could eat plant-based I don't I don't really like eating just vegetables and I think you know it's you can be really creative with it and yeah and you said it also that kind of resonated with me is I'm not, you're not eating enough. And I, Kenzie and I, we like cook dinner. It looks like it's for a, like a family of six, and we'll yeah. both just you destroy it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to eat a ton of it. And oh, yeah. 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 Even after an hour, you're going to be hungry. I mean, the body just metabolizes it and it goes right through. And then
0: yeah, oatmeal yeah. and chocolate chips. It's like, Yeah. Right. So, And and a big thing too, is, is I would say things that are really satiating are, you know, higher fat foods, higher protein foods, these things that are more calorie dense. And so trying to look at a plant-based diet and say, okay, what are those types of plant-based foods that are higher in protein are higher in fat are more calorie dense, especially for an athlete who's training a bunch and make sure that each of your meals has those foods in it. So that might be a nut butter. So if you're having oatmeal in the morning, you're gonna add blueberries, you're gonna add bananas or whatever to that. Well, add some nut butter to that oatmeal. Um, or add some hemp hearts or hemp seeds, um, chia seeds, something like that that's like a little more fatty, protein rich. That'll help keep you satiated for longer. And it'll help you reach that your your calorie needs as a high performing athlete. That's,
1: yeah, that's a good point too. Uh, And it's, what's great about it is that you, you have to make those choices when, if you're doing like the paleo or something, or let's just say, uh, I don't know, you're, you're cutting out carbohydrates for, you know, I I just want to lose weight and I'm cutting out carbohydrates. Well, the thing is, is you're cutting out a bunch of good stuff, you know, with a plant based diet, you are really saying, okay, well don't get the animal products but if it's not the animal products, man, go, go all in because it's going to be dense. It's going to be nutrient and eat as much as you can of it. I Eat as much until you're full because your body's not going to store it like in, in a bad way. It's, it's going to utilize it in a really efficient way. Right. So I think it's also, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just a good, it, it's like, why wouldn't you just, um, make a choice to eat whatever you want. That's not whatever you want, obviously, but good choices, but eating a lot of it. And, and it's really tasty if you, if you can do your research.
0: Oh yeah. Um, And I I think that a lot of people along that same line, like go into it thinking like, oh, there's like, I'm going to be eating salads because they go to a restaurant and like, what are the vegetarian or vegan options? It's like a house salad. And it's like, there's no calories in that. Like it's probably just boring lettuce and tomatoes and cucumbers and like Italian dressing or something. Um, But you actually get with someone who like knows how to cook well and they're plant-based. And it's like this huge variety of, of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds, legumes. Like you can create some awesome meals and there's so much variety, like so many different species of plants that you can eat and foods that plants make. And if you look at like the standard American diet, it's like people eat like the same four or five meals every single dinner. And it's like, where's the variety in that, right? Like, look, look at all of this variety that we can have on a plant-centered diet. And there's lots of researches online. I mean, uh we use a uh, minimalist baker a lot that's one of our favorite like blogs to look at because there's you can do like filters on there If i don't know if you're familiar with that but like no you can do like meals that are like 30 minutes or less uh and plant-based and it'll have it has like hundreds of meals um that are super delicious and like easy to make and so there's all sorts of resources like that for people who are interested
1: yeah and and lasagna can be plant-based yes Uh, pizza can be plant-based like you know like people are just so narrowing like when you go to a restaurant yes there it is a little difficult to find options you know it and then the waiter looks at you funny and then whoever you're with it could be an awkward situation if you're the only guy saying oh yeah do you have any plant-based options you're like what why aren't you getting the steak we're at a steakhouse (laughs) well you know and so that could be definitely a challenging uh transition for a lot of people um and what do you eat out kenzie and i were because we
0: we had a conversation we're like man i don't think they do (laughs) (laughs) we eat out we i mean just budgeting wise we try to save money so we don't eat out that much uh but yeah probably a few times a month we'll eat out um and it's just it's crazy how much better it's getting as time goes on like the mexicans always been easy to eat like you can always get a super solid burrito that's that's plant-based um but even other restaurants are like there's all sorts of asian restaurants that are have amazing food and even more american restaurants have like they carry like the beyond burger now um or they have like like kfc had like uh beyond meat chicken nuggets i don't know if you ever had you ever tried those those are, i have well, probably not a health food but like no. really tasty um so yeah there's just like more and more options now which is awesome yeah and and it's um i think
1: uh, four years ago burger king came out with like yeah. the beyond burger you know and, and whopper yeah everyone's coming into the whole scene of like oh well yeah more people are not eating our product so let's switch it and i think that's a very powerful statement that a choice can have you know is because now we're we're a choice that you made is a collective let's just say 3 million people make that same <laughs> choice you know now you're having 3 million people saying no, no to mcdonald's mcdonald's is going to switch to at least get a million of you guys back to right. buy whatever product they're selling which also in turns they're not utilizing as many animals at their farm, you know, so it yeah. can be a, it's a small choice, you know, you know, with one candle, you can light a million candles. Yep. Um, and, uh, but that's a good point. It's, I think, uh, society is coming to a, a new, uh, a new, I guess, like consciousness, you know, when it comes to diet, you know, people are kind of understanding it could be a little different and, and it's becoming more accepting in a few areas. We, you know, being in Flagstaff, and I'm sure in Utah and Colorado, Boulder, yeah, you're gonna see a bunch of vegan restaurants. But maybe if you go to Louisiana, you're not gonna find as many things. So, um, that's, you know, that that's also it, it's spreading surely but slowly. Yes. Um <laughs> Like, what would you know if you? ended up going to a restaurant in in that case, and you weren't with, you know, a relative, you were with friends or acquaintances, right? Like, um, what's some advice? Like if, if you are making that decision to go plant-based right now, like, what would that, what would you do in a
0: situation in a restaurant? Like, what would you order, you know? Yeah, that can be tricky. I would, I would ask the waiter, first of all, you got to just go for it. You got to be confident and if your friends don't like you because you're trying to choose a different food, like get different friends <laughs> or give them crap about something that they're doing, you know, yeah. like, like be, be confident in yourself, but ask, ask, like if there's a waiter, like ask them, be like, Hey, this dish looks really good. Is there a way I can get that without the cheese? Um, Or is there a way that I can, you know, Add potatoes to this thing that that looks really good, but you know if I'm not doing meat in it, maybe I need something a little more to beef it up. Um, so really talk to talk to the people at the restaurant, and they they might have not have any idea what you're talking about. Like I'm, if you say I'm vegan, they they probably don't know what that means. <laughs> um, it depending on where you are. Yeah. But uh, but just ask like, hey can I get this without the cheese or without the sour cream? Or can I, can I get this pizza, but don't put the pepperoni on it. Um, I, I I also think it's important to realize too, that with nutrition and especially with this, it's not all or nothing, right? Like you want to get benefits, whether that's for your health or, or, endurance performance or environment or ethics, like it's, it's never all or nothing, right? Um, Nutrition doesn't work that way. The body doesn't work that way. It's not black or white. Um, It's, it's little things that you can do, right? And so even if you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to eat less meat. Okay. So maybe that's one less meal a week with meat in it well, you got a a million people doing that. And that makes a a difference, right? That makes a difference environmentally. Um, So don't feel like you have to go into it being like, I'm doing this all or nothing. Um, And also don't let people tell you, don't let other vegans tell you like, oh, well, if you do any tiny little bits of meat or eggs or cheese or dairy, like, you're going to get heart disease and die. Because to be honest, like the research doesn't show that, like, un- unfortunately that's not what the research is saying. And so it's not an all or nothing thing. It's
1: Yeah. And I think I have a biased opinion on that because I was the all or nothing. Right. So, um, yeah. I, and that is a super important thing is like, it's okay. If you don't want to go completely plant-based, if they accidentally put cheese on your burrito, and you're not allergic to cheese and it's not going to, it's not going to kill you, then don't worry about it. Like
0: it's fine. There's, still, there's still there's protein in that. Like there's still yeah. nutrients in that that, that that can be helpful to you.
1: Yeah. Cause I think one of the big reasons, you know, one of the hardest things for me was finding that line between it's okay. And it's not okay. Right. Like if I ordered a, veg- uh, a vegan burrito when I was completely vegan and it had cheese, there was a time when I said I would, t- I would send it back now i couldn't even think about doing that right it's just because you know there's just um almost uh, a way of a mindset you know i was in it was more like it's either i'm doing this completely vegan or i'm not and if i don't do it i'm going to beat myself up and i think that's a very bad way to you know go about transitioning um because yeah even if it has a little meat in it accidentally now i think i'd be
0: like ah oh, man That sucks, but this enchilada is so good. It's gonna be good. Yeah. And you're not gonna waste that food by throwing it away. Right. Yeah. And and totally right. If you know, if you're allergic to it, whatever, don't force yourself to eat something you're allergic to. But yeah, I think that is a more sustainable mindset for most people. For Mm -hmm. some people, they kind of have to have that hard and fast line. And that's how they have to do it to be sustainable for them. Totally. Um but I think the majority of people can be a little bit more relaxed about it and not, you know, I feel like that's more sustainable for, for most.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and you know, if you're, if you're younger and you're 22, maybe 21, your friends are going to give you shit and that's okay. Yeah. 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 That's okay. You know, like give them a hug and (laughs) just give them the love they need, you know? So uh, it's just, you're going to go through it
0: um and i think uh yeah you're going to go through it i i remember in high school yeah my friends would give me all sorts of crap and i kind of liked it actually like i don't know if i just like wanted more attention or something like that but like i kind of liked arguing with them and be like no look like like this is why this is helpful and like this is why- <laughs> good it was like almost fun for me and th- some of those same friends like I'm still lifelong friends with them totally and they'll still like kind of rib me about it but it's it's been fun too over the years when I'll get like an email from one of my high school friends being like hey like I'm interested in like I saw this documentary and like I'm I'm thinking about going vegan it's like dude you were the one who was giving me the most in high school about this. I know but yeah now you're coming around <laughs> yeah a few of my friends now are like
1: vegetarian you know don't eat meat it's like yeah huh, i see yeah they're starting
0: to start to see <laughs> the <gone> line. <laughs> um
1: and i think we we touch a lot on plant-based diet um moving forward into someone who is training or seeking a longer adventure whether that's in competition or just a self-motivated goal um yeah you know i think There's outside nutrition and then inside nutrition, like inside nutrition is when you're actually doing the sport, right? Because some people have a lot of stomach issues and it's hard for them to figure out what's good, what's not good. And, you know, if you can touch on just some of that inside nutrition that people can focus on to help them
0: um, feel better longer. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And how I usually phrase that with the athletes that I work with in my, you know, in my coaching, um, I call it like the day-to-day nutrition versus the sports nutrition. Um, and day-to-day would be like, what are you eating for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, regardless of kind of what your workout looks like, or regardless of what your competition looks like. And then the sports nutrition is like, what are you doing right before, during, and right after that? um, workout or race or whatever it is. Um, so I think that the biggest thing when you're looking at that sports nutrition side of things is carbohydrates, 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 that is, uh, the fuel that your body is going to prefer. Um, when you're doing endurance exercise, your body's burning carbs and it's also burning fat, but it's going to be burning fat that is already stored. You're even someone with a really, really low body fat percentage has a lot of fat that they can burn, um, has plenty of fat for, for endurance exercise. So the, the food that we need to focus on taking in before and during, uh, an endurance event or adventure, whatever you're doing is carbohydrate. And it's sort of a range of amounts um, depending on uh, a few different variables, how trained you are, uh, the intensity that you're going at, the uh, duration that the workout is. Um, so in general, if the as a workout gets a longer um, or higher intensity, you want more grams of carbohydrate per hour. Now that comes with a little bit of a caveat. Eating more while you're working out can often be, a challenge for your digestive system, right? Um, so everyone's a little bit different with what they can tolerate. So that's why, you know, if you're looking at running, you know, take your wife, Kenzie, doing, doing ultra marathons, she'll be doing a bunch of long runs in her training block, I imagine. Well, during those long runs, would it would be really important for her to practice and see kind of what that line of grams of carbohydrate per hour, she can be getting in comfortably without causing gastrointestinal issues. And then she'll kind of know, okay, I'm at, you know, 40 grams an hour right now, I can do that pretty comfortably. Well, maybe on my next long run, I'm going to push that up to 55 grams an hour, 50 grams an hour, and see what that feels like. And that can be coming from drinks, that can be coming from gels, that can be coming from other real foods that could be coming from potatoes that could be coming from a sandwich that could be coming from pretzels or fruit. However you want to build up to that, you know, 50 grams or whatever that goal is. And then you're practicing, practicing, practicing that so that when you hit a race, you know, all right, I know that my, my limit without causing GI issues is 60 grams an hour. And that's what I'm going to do for this, this race. Um, so the range of grams of carbohydrate per hour right now in the research is anywhere from like 30 up to like 90 grams um, per hour for endurance activities.
1: And what if I do not want to track grams, right? Like, <laughs> what if what if I just want to go out there and grab a handful of granola bars and four goose and see what happens? When I get hungry,
0: I'll eat. If, if not, I, I don't eat. Honestly, you'll probably probably be fine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I sit down with my athletes and we have like spreadsheets and we're like, all right, this hour at this aid station, you're like doing this many grams from this source and this many grams from this source. And it's like, and then, and at the end of that, it's like, we'll sit down and do that for like 45 minutes. And at the end, it's like, okay, but really seriously here, like zooming out at the end of the day eat something while you're running and you'll be fine. Like eat something with carbohydrate and you'll be okay. Um, so it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. I mean, I, because I'm a super big nerd about this stuff, like I tend to overcomplicate it. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, if you want to throw down a few granola bars, like great, you're probably going to be okay. And, and maybe if you come back from that run you're like, man, I feel like, I was bloaty and gassy the whole time or, or I felt like I had to barf or I felt really low energy, like, all right, what do we need to tweak? And and that's where, that's where actually knowing the grams and stuff like that at first can be really helpful. Now though, like I've done this for so long that when I go out, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking, Oh, I need 20 grams of carbohydrate right now. It's like, Oh, I know that the spring energy gels that I use are about 22 grams. So I'm going to do roughly, you know, I'm going to have two or three of those an hour, depending on, you know, what type of workout I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get to a place where it's more intuitive and less like, I don't know, less nerdy and structured, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And uh, a lot, I think some controversy comes with, uh, I I know a lot of people that just can't do um, some of these endurance uh, new nu- nutrition's, right. Like, um, do yeah. or, um, you know, they, they just can't take down the, the slime, you know, it just kind of has a texture to it. And I think, you know, is there also can, can different foods affect the GI as well? Not just, 80 grams of carbohydrates per hour, you know, might affect GI, but what were those 80 grams of carbohydrates? Cause maybe I can take 80 grams of, you know, like
0: a banana. Yeah. You know? Um, well, absolutely. That's true. So there's a couple things that, that affect it. Um, and without getting into the weeds here, but overall grams of carbohydrate, like you were saying, affects it. If there's too much, uh, basically, it just overwhelms your your gastrointestinal system, and you can't absorb it. Um, there's different transporters that are in charge of getting those those grams of glucose or fructose into the bloodstream, and if those are overwhelmed by too much glucose or fructose or dextrose or whatever whatever it is you're eating, uh, then it'll cause gastrointestinal issues. Another thing that can happen is if the uh, solubility is too high. So if if there's um, two, for example, you have a, a water bottle and you fill it up with like five scoops of Gatorade powder or whatever, and it's only this little water bottle, that's not gonna empty from your stomach very well. So you have to get the ratio of, for example, powder to uh, water, right? If it's too high, it's going to slow down the the absorption into your gut or into your into your small intestine from your gut and that's going to cause bloating that's going to cause because because especially when you're running there's a lot of up and down sloshing yeah. and it's going to cause issues just cuz you don't want stuff sitting in your stomach it's not doing anything for you while it's in your stomach you want it in your intestines being digested um and so if it's just sitting in your stomach it's going to cause a lot of gastrointestinal discomfort. Um, So there's two things so far, too too many grams of carbohydrate per hour. Um, You can't absorb it enough. Too high uh, of, you know, solute in whatever uh, substance you're using. Um, And then another thing is that can keep stuff in your stomach for longer, which is something you don't necessarily want is if there's high fiber content, um, high fat content, and high protein content. And not that fiber, protein, or fat are bad at all, right? In your day-to-day stuff, you want to make sure that you're getting adequate amounts of those. But during uh, an endurance exercise or race or whatever you're doing, you want to minimize fiber. You want to minimize fat uh, because it's going to slow down the digestion of that and keep it in your gut longer cause more gastrointestinal issues um another factor that plays into that is just palatability like you said some people can't stand having a a goo because especially hour after hour after hour it's like i can't do another one of these and they know they have to eat but like eating makes them feel like they're gonna vomit because of the the texture the taste is ultra sweet and so that's where having something like a banana that is providing a decent amount of carbohydrate. Sure, maybe it has a little bit more fiber, but especially if you're used to eating bananas, it shouldn't be that big of an issue. And it's something that's actually relatively digested relatively quickly. Um, So having more real foods like that, and that's why I said potatoes or a sandwich, um, you just don't want to have, and everyone's line is a little bit different with how much fiber they can take in or how much fat they can take in. So just experiment with that. Just just play around with, you know, real foods versus gels and chews versus drinks. And usually what I found is most athletes kind of a, a a solid like combination of those different foods will get them through a race pretty well.
1: Okay. And then what about? That's good. And that's interesting. Um what if I'm what if I got a five-day ultra coming up? And I'm moving and I'm I'm gonna. Try not to sleep crazy long because I um it's a race and I don't want to yeah. get slowed down by by my REM sleep. Um and also you know I, I can do a lot of goose, but I think I might get hungry out there. You know what's that? There's cool. a I th- think is also the fine line between the endurance sports of maybe a day and then endurance sports of those the crazy uh, wow. guys who are yeah. doing like five yeah, That's days. what I was gonna
0: say. First of all, you're crazy for doing that race. Um, and really <laughs> cool. But second of all, I, I would say that, yeah, so so for example, take a sports drink, something like Tailwind or Gatorade or Scratch Labs or whatever. Energy-wise, all of us could honestly just have that and be okay. We could get the energy that we need, okay? Maybe we, we would, you know, over the long term, we'd be missing out on key micronutrients or something like that, but even over the course of a week, let's say a five day long ultra energy wise, you could get it all from that Gatorade. You would just have to be drinking all the time and you could do it. But you would start to get hungry because that that sports nutrition product isn't satiating, right? It doesn't have any of the protein, fiber or fat that are the things that are actually satiating to us. And so in that case, you actually do purposefully want to be eating things that are more real foodie that do have more fiber, more protein, more fat. Likely you're going to be moving at a much slower pace anyways. Mm. And so digestion is going to be a little bit easier um, because of that. And likely you will have bigger rest times, rest periods, whether you're catching 15 minutes of sleep or whatever, um, or just at an aid station for a little bit longer. Um, so yeah, shooting for more real food and eating more, you know, having more protein, you know, maybe taking some protein bars or something like that, or even a protein shake. If you have a crew out on course with you, um, that they can mix up a protein drink for you or something like that, it'll be more satiating. It'll, it'll also help you, when you're out for multi-days like that, you also have to take into account recovery nutrition and protein is a big part of that too. So in order for you to be able to, you know, run well that second day, you know, stage racing, for example, is something in, in cycling yep, and running as well, um, where you do a stage and then I don't know if you're familiar with like Cape Epic, um, oh, yeah. it's a like huge mountain bike race. Um, I actually coached one of the athletes who was, who was in that race, um, uh, who actually won that race. Um, oh. and, 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 that was a big issue where it's like, they're doing this really, really hard thing, sleeping that night, getting a full night, well, a full night's sleep, but trying to get as much rest as they can. And then they're up at 6am and they're doing it again. And they're doing that all week. And it's like, you have to take into account just overall calorie burn, like is insane. It's through the roof, mm-hmm. like having so many calories, but also they're trying to recover in between as much as they possibly can. They're trying to recover in between those bouts of of endurance. And so, yeah, having more real foods, more foods with, with higher protein, um, even more fat and fiber can be helpful in those situations. Absolutely. <clears throat> I think even having
1: foods that have more phytonutrients can just help just with energy and recovery and
0: feeling better and feeling happier, you know, well, I I like normal food that you're used to too. It's like, yeah. Oh, this is like a, a, something I can actually identify as food, not some goop that I'm squeezing out of a little tube, you know?
1: Yeah. That I've been grabbing out of my back pocket for the last yeah. seven <laughs> hours. Yeah. Exactly. I, I just had that experience with, um, I did a six hour, race in uh phoenix it was called the papago six hour oh yeah yeah so i uh went to the store and i i grabbed i think like eight eight little things of baby food oh and yeah and two cliff bars and that that was it for six hours oh yeah no goo and obviously i had um a good electrolyte drinks with a carbohydrate uh carbohydrate electrolyte drink Absolutely. yeah but that I've just learned what my body likes and what it doesn't like, right? I've had to experience with it. Um and yeah, I mean I felt I felt good. I it
0: sucked. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, when you no, go it's to that never deep. gonna actually feel good, but yeah maybe better than it would if you weren't fueling well. Yeah. And there's a complete
1: difference. You, you know, I guess it's like how prolonging when the body shuts down is eating. Really yeah. it's like yes are no. you gonna shut down no. at three hours or are you gonna shut down at seven hours i'd
0: rather yeah. shut down at seven hours you know yeah um so 30, no yeah that's that's absolutely true and those you're you're totally right like the baby food things those are money like those work great um or little like applesauce squeeze packets or like yeah. the chia seed pudding ones like those ones oh work great there's all sorts of good stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I found that out on a, we, I did a big ultra with a buddy and he got
1: a bunch of cupcakes and tasty cakes and soda. And I mean, he, he loaded up, he was pumped. He's like, we're about to go to 116 miles. I brought baby food, carrots, grapes, you know, almonds, nuts. Cause I, we're going to be out there. We're not going hard. Right. And I felt amazing the whole time
0: and he had oh, GI yeah. issues at like nine mile well, yeah, ninety. He, he was probably overdoing it yeah. with the 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 simple carbs and his yeah. transporters got overwhelmed. So yeah. Man, it yeah. tastes good though. He was yeah, stoked
1: totally. over it. <laughs> he was 90 miles of just pure joy <laughs> until it just so hit him. Um yeah, and I I'm I'm glad I'm we're having this conversation because Nutrition is, I think, a lot has a lot to do with performance. Um, if not, most of the reason for performance is what you put in your body, and also the amount of sleep you get. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think everyone, including myself, overcomplicates it, right? Like, especially if you're going into a race you know, getting out a spreadsheet might be stressful for a lot of people, but they have to do it because of their OCD. Like, you know, getting like, okay, 10 cards, 10 cards. I'm going to bring four goose, you know, I'm going to eat this then. And, um, at least in my perspective, like I was like, shit, if I, if I bonk, I bonk, but I'm going to bring enough food that I'm not going to bonk and food that I love to eat. And it's easy. The baby food. I got the strawberry banana and the avocado uh, apple. I mean, God, (laughs) <laughs> and a lot to do with, the. have you ever had a, headaches when you're out there for a long time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it has to do with just a lack of, I, I you say fat, but do you think it is a lack of a nutrients or
0: is it just because your heart's just pumping so much blood into those I, vessels? Uh, I mean, there's so many things that yeah. could cause, cause a headache. Yeah. Uh, you know, both in everyday life, but also even more factors in a in an endurance event. I would say that most people's headaches are probably due to underhydration. Mm. Um they're they're just getting dehydrated. Uh but yeah, there could there could be certain uh nutrients. You know, if they're if they're I don't know if you've ever bonked or hit the wall. I'm sure you have during oh, yeah. a, a run. Um one of the the big reasons for that is that your brain needs glucose it needs sugar and whether that's that's complex carbohydrate that your body's then breaking down and and giving to your brain or it's something simple um if it doesn't have that then you can start that the bonking like a true bonk is like where you start to feel a little bit foggy and like you might get that headache and you feel like a little lightheaded. Um, And so that can really affect the end is near. Yes, exactly. And you know, you're going to have to drop or take a good long break at at an aid station and and eat something. But um, yeah, I, I think that there's definitely a lot to be said about having real food during uh, an endurance event and that and I find that more and more athletes are leaning into that rather than just going and fueling the whole thing with just gels or just drinks or or chews or whatever
1: and you see a lot of companies too kind of going back to McDonald's you know and these companies coming out with alternatives for uh, yeah. vegetarians or vegans you know now you're coming into the whole it was a lot of goos and a lot of carbohydrates. Now you kind of see a lot of companies coming out with actual food, like bars and other stuff that are, you know, super beneficial, but
0: they're, well, and even less fiber uh, spring energy. I have a bunch of, like they're, they're still like a gel and it's like still a processed food, but it's like their carbohydrates are coming from like pureed bananas and rice and strawberries. And it's like, It's expensive, but, um, it, it works well and it, and it tastes good and it's more people like it because it is more real foodie.
1: Huh? I'm going to have to look into that. And, um, I use something for my drink Moxie life. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but, um, they have a a drink called Fido light and Uh it's, they, it's simple. I mean, it's sugar. Um, it's, it's got sugar I mean, it's, it's an electrolyte and then it also has phytonutrients. So spirulina, chlorella oh, um, cool. in it. So it kind of has a green tint to it. Yeah. And her goal was, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm not, you know, I, I have no basis <laughs> behind what I'm saying, but I think it has a lot to do with just giving your body extra phytonutrients that you need, especially when you're out there for such a long time, you deplete. I mean, I feel like I deplete everything mm-hmm. in my whole body
0: is getting sucked out
1: of my soul, you know, it's like, Oh, totally.
0: And, and it, it, uh, for some of those things, I, you know, I look at electrolytes this way in a, in a, in a lot of instances where it's almost like an insurance policy. Like you don't know for sure that you're, you're going to go low in zinc or whatever. I imagine there's some, there's probably, you know, minerals and vitamins in that phytonutrient drink um you don't know for sure that your body's going to get depleted of that but if you have a little bit of extra zinc coming in like great that's not going to hurt anything right you know and so it's almost like an insurance policy totally
1: and if if it's placebo oh man it's doing great it works as soon as i hit it it hits the mouth it's like whoa, man i feel healthy and energized um that could be a whole another topic too—a a, four-hour discussion on just placebos, because <laughs> I studied psychology, and that—I mean, oh, dude, you that have really—that
0: was my undergrad. Really? Yeah, it was a psych degree. Nice. Yeah. And when you did you um, graduate? When? when? So I, I went to BYU in Utah. Oh okay. Um, for my yeah. undergrad, and so you didn't I, go to NAU. No. Well, I did for my my graduate yeah uh but undergrad at byu i graduated in 2016 i think
1: oh okay
0: psychology and, and sociology and then i i got my uh nutrition degree my master's in public health with nutrition um just i just graduated this last summer so nice okay uh, cool yeah. But yeah, I mean,
1: psychology, you know, you, you learn a lot about placebo. Like if you tell someone, hey, you're going to feel this way and you're wearing a white lab coat, it's probably going to feel that way.
0: Oh, yeah, to totally. That? No, okay. Sorry, we, baby. Can...
1: <laughs> oh, he says hi. <laughs> hi How's
0: it going? <laughs> um, um, just just FYI, too, I'm sure you'll probably have to cut this out. I have yeah. another call here in a couple of minutes. Just another. Yeah. Call, so I got I got baby duty. So. Really? Okay, perfect.
1: You know, this is great. No, I know, the
0: drill. I know the drill. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, Well, yeah. Well, Vic, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap her up because I think you know I'm gonna have to have you on a um, another episode, another day to oh, I'd really, love yeah, to really dive into a lot of these topics. And I'm sure I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bunch of questions on a lot of the stuff that we kind of touched base on. And I think we just hit the surface of what we could have really dove okay. into. Yeah. Um, and just to give listeners a little background or like where they can find you, um, if they're interested in, you know, getting their nutrition dialed, what, what is your contact info and anything that I could throw in the show notes for everyone?
0: Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, so I'm trying to post on Instagram most days, uh, stupid little reels or other posts or stories. Um, and I am mountain.sports. Dot nutritionist or if you just look up Vic Johnson you'll find me that way too Um and then I also have my website which is mountainsportsnutrition.com uh, Um I can send those to you if you would like to okay. they're also linked to my Instagram profile yeah uh,
1: I've already scoured scoured through nah, them, so.
0: so you know if, if you find me on Instagram you can if you're interested in coaching you can DM me or go to my website and, uh, fill out. Um, it's just basically a a little free discovery call form, um, so that we can schedule a a call together. So that's probably the easiest two ways of, of getting hold of me.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, I'll throw those in the show notes. So all the listeners, you guys can, you know, hit those up and let Vic know if he needs some, some help with nutrition. Um, and yeah, I just want to thank you once again for joining the podcast. So
0: Thank you, Quinn. That was really fun. That was super fun. Yeah, we're gonna to have to do this again. Yeah, no, I, I seriously would love that. And I'm sorry that you know we kind of had to cut it short, but
1: and I like to keep it an hour anyway, too. So it, Okay, good when I listen good. to podcasts, I got like an hour of of attention. And then it's yeah. like Yeah, and I'm zoning
0: yeah. out on the road. Well, that's good. Let yeah, let's let's uh let's do another one. We can go into the weeds on one of those side tangent so we were talking about so
1: totally i'd love that but, okay
0: so all man. right Vic, you take care okay hey you too we'll see you all right
1: bye, bye.